What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I am your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. And today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my second conversation with Tony Greco. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. Tony is an entrepreneur, a trainer, a celebrity trainer. Uh, He founded a company called Greco Fitness back in the late 90s, which he since exited from. And now he started his second fitness company called TG Athletics, where he's specializing in training athletes. Um, He's worked with some very elite level athletes, um, NHL players like Claude Giroux, who I believe is the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers right now, Stanley Cup champion and Olympic gold medalist, I believe gold medalist, um, Dan Boyle. He's just working with the eighth overall pick in the NHL draft from this most recent draft, Jack Quinn. He's working with Brant Clark, who's a projected top 10 pick. Uh, somewhere he'll go somewhere probably six to three, I expect. Mr. Um, Tony works with a lot of high-level athletes. He's, he himself is a high-level athlete. He was a, a, a world gold medalist in kickboxing. Um, and he's also a motivational speaker. And when, we, when I had him on the podcast last time, which would have been in December, I believe he told me it was the last episode of 2018 or 2018 honestly i don't know about you but right now my brain sometimes i just feel like it just finishes sentences for me without actually thinking through them um but tony's actually last guest in the podcast in 2020 my my bad and yeah as we were kind of wrapping up tony's a busy guy so we only had an hour and i realized in that podcast i was like we are not even gonna get close to covering mindset because tony's there's so much stuff i want to talk to tony about and so i was like tony maybe we'll have to get you back on the podcast and we'll talk about mindset and tony was like a hundred percent and so uh, Tony, I've been talking and I was like, you know what, let's, I had, I just kind of caught up on some, some scheduled episodes I had cause I didn't have all, all the time in the world to do another recording. So once I had an opening of my schedule, I texted Tony right away and I said, Tony, let's do this. And Tony was all for it. We literally scheduled the podcast like two days later and he made the time for me. We recorded again and I was super stoked to get him back on the podcast. And it's always fun to do second interviews for me because it's always a little bit different than most of my interviews. Cause most of them, for the most part, if you've listened to this podcast before, I try to walk through someone's story in a pretty chronological manner. Very, I'd like to talk about their narrative. And so we'll start from the beginning all the way up to where they are now. But once we've already kind of done that, which I, which is always what the first interview is, it's interesting to see. It's kind of a fun challenge for me to approach it. How I'm going to approach it the second time because we don't have, we're not telling the story. We've already told the story. So what else can we talk to this person about? And so it's always fun for me to kind of approach the second interview. Even though I had all the notes, I still had to structure them in a way that made sense. And I had to redo them all. So it was still a lot of fun to to get Tony back on the show to kind of to do a second interview. And I got quite a few takeaways here from our conversation. So I'm going to start with the first one. And the first one, and I think Tony mentioned this, and I actually have a quote from a book I just read that to kind of contextualize what he's saying. He's talking about how most people, 95, 95% of their day is you're just taking action without thinking. It's unconscious action. And that's actually like a, a, a genuine from a real study. So the study is from Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a, 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 a According to the book I read, he's a famous stem cell and DNA scientist. And in his research, he found that 95% of what we do in our day-to-day life is controlled by our subconscious, which you might think, you might hear that and you might be like, really? 95%? Like, that doesn't sound right. But think about it. Like, you might make, like, when you wake up in the morning, you kind of have your routine. And just think about waking up in the morning and going to brush your teeth. Like, you probably roll out of bed, you go to the bathroom, you go to brush your teeth. You grab your toothbrush, you put your toothpaste on your toothbrush, start brushing your teeth. 
I don't think like when I do that, at least personally, anecdotally, like I don't actually think about that. Like I'm not trying to make sure I place the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Or the, like it's all kind of like an automatic movement for me because I've done it so many times. It's just part of my routine. And what Dr. Lipton has found, what Tony was talking about on the podcast was that we do that with so many things. There's only 5% of our day is actual conscious choice and decision making, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. And so that's why like, or even when you're driving, you know, when you're driving and you like kind of get to your destination and you stop and you go, did I seriously just drive out? Like, how did I, did I hit somebody on my way? And I didn't realize like, I didn't remember any part of that drive. It's all subconscious. And so a lot of your day is subconscious and that's just a crazy thing to think about. So that's why it's important to, to try and take a moment and be present whenever you can to kind of break that subconscious thinking that that subconscious thinking and that subconscious action, because on top of taking the subconscious action with your habits, your habits are also your thoughts. And so on top of taking all these subconscious acts, you're having subconscious thoughts. And we kind of talked a little bit on the podcast. The worst critic you have is the one inside your head for most people. And so if you're having just habitually doing all these actions, you're also habitually having all these thoughts, all these negative thoughts that are talking you down, talking you out of things, telling you you aren't good enough. And it's just a part of your routine. It's a part of who you are. So it's important to try and break out of that. Be present in the moment to one, just under be more present in your actions, but also be more present in your thinking because your thinking is just so, so important. You can legitimately change your life with the way that you think. And I kind of mentioned this on the podcast too. I, I a little bit, I didn't understand what Tony was talking about neurogenesis, but one thing I mentioned on the podcast was neuroplasticity, or I forgot the name, but what I was talking about was neuroplasticity. And I'll pull up a quote from this book again here that I, the books unfuck yourself by Gary John Bishop. It's a very good book. It's very short. I think I read it in like a day. It doesn't take you too, too long. Um, but so your thoughts, you have all these unconscious thoughts, right? And if your thoughts are negative, you're going to perceive the world as a negative place because a lot of people say your perception is your reality, but there's science to back up that that is legitimately true. You can rewire your brain with your thoughts. And so I'll read you the full passage from this book because I think it's important and I want you to hear it. It's that scientists have discovered that our thoughts can actually change the physical structure of our brain. This phenomenon, neuroplasticity, is revolutionizing the way we think about the human mind. As we go through life learning and experiencing new things, our brain is constantly arranging and rearranging the neural pathways that control how we think and behave. The best part is we direct our thoughts in a way that consciously modifies these pathways for ourselves. And the easiest way to shape those thoughts is through conscious, decisive, self-talk, the kind of talk that cuts through and takes control of your life. Just like we build habits by repeating an action until it becomes automatic, we can use strong assertive language over time to create lasting change in our lives. It's more than just happy thoughts. Don't break out the candy canes just yet. You're affecting your brain's very biology. So I think that that's just so, I mean, for me personally, that's just super interesting. And so one, I mean, with kind of operating your day 95% unconsciously, make sure you're establishing habits and routines and systems that are going to benefit you in the long run. Because you can have negative habits and you can have positive habits. So make sure that unconscious action work. And it's not, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but work with yourself and work on making these unconscious actions positive for you in the end. Right. Like you can, it, it's a matter of kind of what is it, 31 days to make a habit? I don't know if that's actually true, but. Just work with yourself. Be, be, try and be present and work on establishing these routines and this unconscious behavior because you've molded your unconscious behavior. Your unconscious behavior doesn't just happen. It comes from doing things over and over and over and over and over again. And depending on how old you are and how long you've been doing something, it's going to take a long fucking time to unwire and undo all this subconscious action. 
but it's possible. And it just comes with being present in the moment and working at it. And don't try and change every aspect of your life at once. Pick one individual part of your day, pick one individual part of your life and just work at that until you get it right. And if the things get fucked up along the way, like the example always is that I always give is New Year's. When New Year's resolutions are working out and people feel like they have to work out 365 days a year, which one, I understand. But also like you need recovery time in there and the whole shit. But like, so you, people will say they want to do 365 days a year. They'll wake up. They won't go to the gym on like January 12th. They'll be like, fuck it. I, I screwed up. I'll try again next year. Like be okay with overcoming when shit goes wrong, but work on establishing those, those unconscious actions and make sure they're positive for you. But on the same side, work on be present with your thoughts and establishing positive self-talk. Cause again, all of us, like for me, 23 years of just negative self-talk. And so it's going to take a lot of time to rewire that and make my brain start thinking in a different way, in a more positive way, but it's going to be so much better for me in the long run. It's going to take a lot of time and it's going to be a lot of work. And there's still going to be moments where I'm going to have the negative self-talk because my brain's just wired to do that. So it's going to fall back into that. But if you focus on being positive and having good self-talk and backing yourself up and making your brain your biggest fan as opposed to your biggest critic, it's going to help you in the long run. It's literally going to rewire your brain to look at things that way. And then eventually over time, this unconscious action is going to start benefiting. It's going to compound. You're going to be doing positive actions. You're going to have positive talking. And it's just going to literally change your life. It's going to change your outlook on the world with things like neuroplasticity. That's how it works. And I just think that that's a super important thing. And again, like your inner critic or your inner dialogue can be very negative and it can be very critical of you. It is for most people and that's okay, but be cognizant of that. Be present with that fact and work on rewiring how you view the world. I just think that's such a super interesting thing, something I really wanted to highlight here on the podcast. And, you know, to come back to a quote that Tony said too, he said, you can like he was just talking about like chasing your dreams or something to that extent and he said you can do it you can create it and that's just it right you can create the life you want and you can do it to an extent with your thoughts like i said like i just read the the scientific studies you can using neuroplasticity and using just these positive thoughts and reinforcing your brain so that rewires your brain you can literally change the, the your reality and how the world is to you and another thing too that I wanted to talk about as well with that is, and I kind of mentioned on the podcast and I don't, I think I asked the question. I didn't ask it properly or explain properly what I was trying to say, but there's something very different when you're having this positive self-talk and you're trying to, some people manifest and do whatever your approach is, is a lot of people think that it's important to not say like, for example, let's say, um, we'll, we'll stick with working out. I mean, cause it's just contextual to Tony and, that his world let's say you want to work out and you want to work out more and you tell yourself i'm going to be fit versus actually no i will so we'll stick with it. i'm going to be fit versus i am fit when you're having this self-talk it is so important to not say i'm going to be fit you need to say i am fit because if you say i'm going to be fit that says i'm going to be fit down the road i'm not a fit person right now but I will be one day versus if you say I am fit, that is taking that ownership of that identity, saying that you are fit as a person. And by telling yourself you are fit, you're going to map to that belief. Your actions are going to be different. A fit person behaves different from someone who isn't. And if you're going to be fit one day, that means you aren't fit right now. So your actions aren't going to map to being a fit person versus if you tell yourself you are a fit person, 
then your actions are going to map to fulfilling that identity. You're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. You need to, when having the self-talk, don't tell yourself one day I'm going to be X. Tell yourself I am X. Using myself as the example, one thing growing up my entire life, I wanted to make movies. Like that's what I wanted to do. And I kind of ended up going to school for marketing because like film school is a lot of money and all this stuff and everything. And I kind of lost my way. And I never really, and I grew up in a small town, so I didn't know what pursuing film looked like. And I never actually did it. And but something I wanted to do from a, a very young age, I wanted to write movies. I wanted to direct movies. And so I've started writing script. I've started doing script writing. That's kind of like my passion project right now is what I do on the side. And I now I'm identifying myself as a screenwriter. Am I the best screenwriter? Not yet. Absolutely not. But I'm not going to be a screenwriter one day because growing up my entire life, I, I told myself I'd be a screenwriter one day versus now I tell myself I am a screenwriter today. I am a screenwriter right now. And I've been writing. I've been writing a lot because I am a screenwriter. Not one day. I'll do it later because I'll be a screenwriter. Right? No, I'm a screenwriter right now. And so I'm screenwriting more. And it's the same thing. Another thing, the example I was going to give as well, I just thought of it. And don't quote me on this because I don't. This, I've heard, I heard this somewhere. And it, when it comes to telling yourself with I am versus I will is people who say when people are quitting smoking and they say I've quit smoking versus I am quitting smoking. It's completely different because if you've quit smoking, you're not smoking at all. If you're quitting smoking, you're still working at it versus. And so people who say I'm, I've quit smoking versus I'm quitting there was drastically different results as to who was actually able to actually follow through with quitting and who didn't. And the people who say I've quit smoking right away or upfront, not saying I'm quitting had better results. And so whatever you want to be, wherever you want to go, tell yourself, make sure that positive thought, that inner dialogue is saying that this is who I am today. Not who I will be tomorrow, not who I will be next week, not who I will be next year, because that's that can delay the action. Because if you're not a fit person, you won't feel bad. You're not your actions don't have to map to being a fit person. You don't have to be in the gym five times a week because you're not actually a fit person. Versus if you are a fit person and you tell yourself you are a fit person, you're gonna be in the gym or you're gonna be more inclined to be in the gym five times a week because that's what a fit person does. So embody whatever it is you want to be. And don't, like a lot of people, I feel like the reason, and at least me personally, why I have never said I'm a script writer or I am this is because I don't want people to call me and be like, oh, no, you're not. What are you talking about? And honestly, you don't have to tell. I mean, telling people is great because then it adds some accountability and it makes you, it reinforces it. But just tell, and right now we're talking about inner dialogue. You don't have to share it with the world. You can just tell yourself in your head, I am this. I am this. I am a screenwriter. I am fit. I've quit smoking. And you'll believe it. And just, you won't, but like keep doing it until you actually believe it. And if, as you continue, as your belief grows in yourself, in this identity that you're giving to yourself, your actions are going to start to map to that. Like we talked about, and then 95% of your, of your day is unconscious action. And then those unconscious thoughts are going to start to believe it. And your actions are going to start mapping to that unconsciously because that's who you believe you are. You can literally change your reality with your mind. You can do it, but you can also create it. And another thing too, what Tony does actually with this, with following through on action, because everyone has their bad days, which Tony does too. And we're going to talk about what Tony does with his bad days. But one thing I asked Tony about was with discipline. How does he kind of teach discipline? How does he instill discipline? He said one of the biggest things for him is he writes it down. 
he has a his list and he writes everything down. And I love Tony's a quote machine for the record. Like there are so many quotes he said in this podcast and the last one and like little sayings. They said in this podcast, last one, and even like my preparation, I wrote some of his fun quotes down. Like the one I really liked was your attitude affects. Hold on, let me let me find them. I'll pull up the Tony Greco quotes here, but it's like your attitude impacts your altitude or something like that. Um, he's just got a quote machine. And there was one quote he said with in this podcast that I really, really liked. And that quote is, um, oh, a short pencil is better than a long memory. And that's in related to writing things down. And the other quote that he said, so he says, change, oh, change your thoughts, you change your life. The, I'll, the attitude leads to the altitude. And he's full of all these quotes, but I really like a short pencil is better than a long memory memory write things down write your goals down write your daily goals down write your long-term goals down writing it down having something visual for you to look at keeps you accountable and tony even said this works with pictures as well you can put a picture in your mirror a picture on your wall or whatever it is and it keeps you accountable it reminds you it's staring at you every single day and it it's if you put it off like if you write like i'm am fit and you look at it every day and you realize you you are fit this is what this is what you're setting this is the identity you've set for yourself and it's staring at you every day it's going to keep you accountable it's going to keep you disciplined because you're going to be working towards it versus if you just say it in your mind yeah i'm I'm fit whatever write shit down write shit down that's what i you i've heard it so many times on my podcast one of the most powerful moments i think on my podcast i was with dr chris rayner episode 64 and he was talking about the same thing that tony was talking about and it was say it out loud, whatever you want to do, say it out loud, believe it, write that shit down and follow through. And so write your goals down, say them out loud until you believe them and actually follow through on it. Do it. You can do it. Like Tony said, you can do it. You can create it. But honestly, we're all going to have bad days like that's a part of the process it's a part of life you know and one thing that tony says a great way to kind of try and get ahead of those bad days is when you wake up in the morning and when you wake up in the morning be present in the moment just when you wake up and honestly if you wake up and you're breathing that's something to be thankful for you know start your day with a little bit of gratitude because i think what did tony say Two hundred fifty thousand people today aren't going to get that they're not going to wake up they won't be breathing. You know, your day is better than those people. 250,000 people have a little perspective. If you wake up and you're breathing and you can get out of bed on your own, of your own fruition, and you can walk to the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror, you're having a great fucking day. Life can get you down. I know we all have bad days. No one doesn't have bad days. And if anyone tells you they don't have bad days, they are fucking lying to your face. But, if you can wake up in the morning and your breathing is okay and you roll out of bed, you walk to the bathroom and you stare at yourself in the mirror. There's so much in just that little window of time to be grateful for, you know? And so trying, you can try and get ahead of your bad days and just be grateful. Wake up with a little bit of gratitude. Be thankful for what you have around you. We are so, so, so often wanting more. And I understand that. And that's a part of life. You know, humans are meant to work towards something you know a lot of people say like i wish i could just cash out and chill out on a beach for the rest of my life no actually i don't know if people say that but that's the example i always give like no that would be so boring 
so boring. There's nothing fulfilling about that. And maybe this will change as I get older, as I develop and as I change. But like right now, that just sounds like kind of the worst. Like it's fun for like a week. as a little bit of escape, as a little bit of a pause. But for life, like that just doesn't sound like it's not my vibe. <laughs> but so be thankful. I know we always want more. Be thankful for what you have around you. You have so much. We live in a world of abundance, but you have so much around you already. And I don't want that to become a stagnating thought, but just let it, let it fuel you. Let it motivate you for all the amazing things, all the amazing experiences that you've had, for the fact that you woke up this morning and you're breathing. Be thankful for that. But honestly, like, even, like, even though you can practice all that gratitude, but life's going life's gonna to come at you fast and furious. Life's going to hit you in the face. Life's going to knock you down. And that's okay. Like I said, everybody has bad days. There's no way around your bad days. And one thing, so I asked Tony, I was like, Tony, what do you do when you're having a bad day? You know, because I was curious, because like Tony is a very energetic guy. He's very, very positive. Like I said, high energy, good dude. So it's like, he's going to have bad days too. Like again, everyone does. So what do you do? I thought it was super interesting what he said. The first thing that he said was that he has his office in his house and he just goes into his office and he mixes music when he's stressed and having a bad day. Like he'll go in his office and he'll just play with sounds and mess around with music and he likes to, and he just kind of vibes. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't, I had no idea. I've never heard Tony mention this before. I don't know if anybody knows that about Tony. I'm sure there are, but like in all the interviews and all the prep, I never heard that from Tony. And I thought that that was cool because. Tony has just, he has a passion project. He has a hobby that he likes to do. And so try and have an activity like that. That is just something you can just kind of close yourself off to the world for a little bit, escape into this activity. That was cool. And Tony, you know what? Have like, have those little hobbies that take your mind off things. And for Tony, it's mixing music. I thought that was super cool. You know, he doesn't try to just like, he doesn't sit there and just will it out of himself. Like you just, he has this little escapism. And I think escapism is good as long as it's healthy, right? Like if you're doing questionable things to escape like maybe not do that but um but it's just cool that even tony has his he has his his music that he likes to mix and he'll just head into his office for a little bit and he'll just kind of unplug for a minute and i think that's important too you're not gonna be able to sit on your couch and will yourself to have a good day so sometimes just take maybe it's for taking a walk too like it doesn't have to be whatever it is for you find a little bit of an escape find somewhere you can go to just kind of recalibrate you know, and for Tony, it's mixing music. And the other thing too, like Tony, of course, like he's still, the mental game is important. So Tony will try and, you know, he's having these bad days, he's mixing music, but sometimes he'll also try to, to eliminate himself from the equation. He'll try to remove himself from the situation and look at things from almost like a third party perspective. He talks to, he tries to talk to Tony and he goes like, hey, Tony, like, is this really like, he tries to basically move, pull himself out of the situation and then talk to himself in this negative situation. Like, hey, Tony, is this really as bad as we think it is? And I'll try and talk to himself and just really analyze what's got him so down. Why is he so upset about it? And he tries to just come at it from an outside perspective because when we're in it, when we're in our shit, we can often like let shit pile on top of them. We can just spiral. And like, because when you're in it, it can seem a hell of a lot worse than it really is. So Tony tries to zoom out, take a third party perspective and look at it from the from a bigger picture and just be like, and be real with himself. He's like, is it really as bad as we think it is? And he kind of talks to himself. He talks to Tony. And I just think it's important to sometimes just stop, pause, be present, and just allow yourself to take a step back and analyze the full reason as to why you're upset. And it's important to just talk to yourself. Like, in a, in a non-crazy way. 
which Tony doesn't do it in a crazy way. Tony's talking to himself to, to just, that's how Tony, that's the method Tony does to allow himself to see the full picture. Maybe for you, it's different. Maybe for you, it's going for a walk and just thinking through, but whatever it is, just take a moment, take a breather, take a step back and really ask yourself why you're angry or why you're having a bad day. Speaking of Tony's quotes, there's another one he dropped on this podcast that I wrote down and it's inch by inch. It's a cinch yard by yard. It's hard. And that's so true. And that's something kind of, we talked about on the last podcast too with uh, Austin Walper, but we often get, when we, when we get overwhelmed with something, it's because we're looking at the entire, the entire scope of what we have to do, right? Versus if we take, if you break things down, think again, what Tony's saying here is things get easier when you break them down into their smallest forms and just chip away at the each in small task, right? Like for me, like, again, I talked this last week on the podcast when I was going to when I was getting close to leaving my, my job and I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to hire employees. I don't know how to hire employees. And I was actually, I think this is even earlier. This was probably like right when I started, but I was getting overwhelmed with the fact of hiring and how does that work and how to taxes work and how, like, how do I don't know how to find people and like, how do I figure out how do I do the interviewing process and what does that look like? And I was like thinking about all this hiring stuff and I was overwhelmed and I hadn't even left my job yet. I was, I wasn't making enough to pay me full time. So I wasn't, I clearly wasn't going to be hiring somebody full time either. And so I was getting very overwhelmed. And the way I explain it is like I was overwhelmed at step 46 when I was on step two. And I just need to focus on steps three, four, five through 46 before getting to step 46. And just focus on what's in front of you. Obviously have a grand vision. Understand the full scope of what you're trying to accomplish, but don't try and accomplish it all at once. Take it inch by inch, not yard by yard. Break it down as small as you can. And just chip away, write it down, write down the steps, step by step in these smallest little increments. And every day, just work at it and you can check it off or strike it out because that's so cathartic. It's such a good feeling to be able to just strike something through on a piece of paper or give yourself a check mark or tap it off on your app, whatever you're doing. Break it down. Just do everything inch by inch. The next thing here is Tony was talking about money. and. He was saying how he has clients who, Tony was saying, don't put money first. This is around finding your passions and things. And Tony said, don't put your money first. He has a client who's worth almost half a billion dollars. He has people who make hundreds of million dollars of dollars that are his clients. And he says, sometimes it's the richest clients he has that are the least happy. He says, they're so busy. They live on their phone. They're always working. They have no time for anything else. It's work, 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 just to try and add another zero to their bank account. And at what point is it still worth it? You know, it's, and like what I said too, I read a study somewhere or not a study. I don't think I've ever actually read a study, but I read a book or an article that referenced a study. And I'm pretty sure the number was like the happiest people in the world make like $86,000 a year. They don't even make six figures, you know? So it's not about how much money you make. And I read actually another book I read was The Algebra of Happiness by Professor Scott Galloway. He teaches at NYU Stern School of Business. And he was saying how rich is not a dollar amount. It's your rich is contextual to each individual person. And rich is when your expenses are below your income. If you make $50,000 a year and you only need to spend $40,000, you have nothing to worry about. You are rich. You have versus if you make $4 million, if you make $4 million a year, 
and your expenses are $4 million, you're left, or even if your expenses are $4.1 million, then you're not rich. <laughs> you're stressed. You're working more because your lifestyle is beyond your means. Focus on creating a life that you enjoy that is within your means. And you can expand your means as you make more money, but make sure it's within reason. And I'm not telling you to don't go out there and try to make hundreds of millions of dollars, but make sure that what, what, what you're doing to make those hundreds of millions of dollars is actually making you happy. happy. Happiness is everything. It keeps coming up on this podcast. Happiness is everything. And that's important. And you know, oftentimes like people say don't focus on the money are the people who have millions of dollars in their bank account. And so it's kind of hard for like, if you're making like 45 K and someone with that has like 200 makes like 200 or no, if you have 45 K and someone who makes like $3 million a year is like, don't worry about the money. And you're like, fuck you. Then give me some of your money. Right. I understand that. And, but Hey, look, I'm telling you this as someone who doesn't make the money, (laughs) you know, I don't to be honest. And I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm financially okay. Don't worry about me, please. But I was making a lot more than I was before. And I I said that on the podcast before, I was making, I think I like, I 4X my income at one point. And granted, I wasn't making a lot. That 4X wasn't from a very big starting point, but I was working around the clock and absolutely miserable. I was so unhappy. And this was right when I took my business full time. I literally went like zero to 100 real quick. And I took on so many clients. I filled beyond capacity of my client roster. And I was just working all day, all night to do this. And I was so unhappy. And I was so confused because I was like, I just jumped. I took this jump to full-time work. This is supposed to be like an amazing experience. I'm supposed to be excited. Am I not an entrepreneur? Why do I hate this? Why am I not happy? It's because I was just all business all the time. And that's great. And if that's what you want to do, do it. And if you have the ambitions to do that. But I, with at least with this specific business, I don't have the ambitions of this being the biggest marketing agency on the planet. I don't want that. And I didn't fully, I didn't know that either at the time when I started the business. I didn't exactly know what I wanted. But I got through the experience, I realized I don't actually want this to grow. I want this to be where it's at. I want it to be something that allows me to just choose who I want to work with. So I can work with people I have great relationships with that I enjoy working with, but I can also focus on my other projects. I don't want this to be something that takes up all of my day. And I was taking up all of my day and I was miserable. And so I could have kept doing that. I could have been miserable and still made it way more than I finished the year with. But at what cost? I would have been miserable. I would have been super unhappy. And I was super unhappy for 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 a few months until I got to because I wasn't going to start dropping clients left and right. Like I felt obli. I finished my. I never. I didn't finish a contract. I always made sure I we I got to the end. And sometimes I wouldn't renew when and people wanted to renew. And it wasn't like a mutual. Thank you very much. It was a you. It was I basically had to be like I'm sorry I can't renew, and it puts people in a bit of an awkward spot because they need the work to be done. And, you know, and like I felt bad and it was like a lot of internal conversation of like, am I screwing? And like, I don't want to screw people over. Like, again, I try to work with people I really enjoy working with. And it was very hard when they're like, I like, can you please keep working? And I and it's just like, I can't. I just I was I need it was very hard for me to do because I really liked my clients. And some of them I still talk to today. 
And it's, but it was just a very difficult thing initially. And I was like, I just had to, I had to prioritize myself because eventually it was going to start to become super negative and it was probably certain impact in my work. So I put myself above my money. I put my happiness and my mental health before the money. And it is one of, it was a great decision. I was so much happier once I did that. So the money isn't everything. It's not. Don't put money first, put you first. And part of the reason for that, and this is a Tony Greco quote, not an original quote, but you're going to die. It's going to happen one day. And like I just said that and my, my heart just, I think I had a little heart palpitation because again, people don't like to talk about it. And I, I understand that. I grew up terrified of death. Still kind of am for being completely honest. And, but it's, it's something that I'm trying not to, cause like I was something I was afraid of and something I would just push off and not think about. And I'm not trying to obsess about it by any means, but I'm trying to let it be there. Something that I, I wanted to acknowledge it and at least accept it because it's going to make you behave differently. If you think you have infinite amount of time, you're going to, you're not going, you're going to act differently than if you know the clock is ticking. And it's just an important reminder that it's going to happen one day. You're going to die. Every, everyone is. I'm going to die one day. And again, my heart's doing heart palpitations or something. Like that is not a fun thing to talk about, but it's important to talk about it, you know? And it will happen one day. So operate with that notion in mind that the clock is ticking. The clock will hit zero one day. Unless Elon Musk develops Neuralink and we can basically download our brains into a computer, but that's not, <laughs> don't bank on that, you know, who knows, but it's going to happen. So operate with that in mind. Don't waste your time. Don't put things off. If there's something you genuinely want to do, go do it. Why do you think I'm writing scripts right now? Because I always wanted to, and I was sick of pushing it off because I knew don't get to the end with regret. That's the big thing. Don't regret anything. Don't like, don't get to the point where you're 85 and finished and you know you can't start and do all these things you wish you'd done. So for me, it was like, I'm, I'm going to regret if I don't try. Try the screenwriting thing. So I'm writing scripts now. I'm going to try and sell some of them because I always wanted to. So I'm learning about it. I'm watching movies. I'm watching movies than I ever have in my life. And I'm studying them and I'm studying the directors that direct each movie and I'm learning. I'm just doing everything I can to become a better screenwriter, to understand the industry, to understand how to put together a good story and to be a better screenwriter and eventually be a director because that would be amazing. But if I never tried, I'd be so upset. I'd, be, I'd regret it because you're going to die one day. And there's a point where you're going to be out of time and I won't have the ability to start trying to become a screenwriter or a director. But you're going to die one day. I'm going to die one day. So I want to make sure I do every fucking thing that I want to get accomplished in this life before it's too late. And you should too. But that is it for today's takeaways. I have a couple other points, but I think that's how I want to end it. That's how I want to end today's episode. So I want to thank you so much for listening to today's takeaways. Whether you listen the entire way through, you only listen to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a big favor. Go and follow Tony on Instagram. Send him a message if you want to. I mean, his DMs are flooded. His TikTok is popping off and people are messaging him on on Instagram. And he showed me his messages. It's insanity. Um, but message Tony reach out. Very good dude. Um, follow him on Instagram. Check out TG Athletics. They're launching an online course as well. So if you want to check that out, I'll make sure it's all linked in the show notes down below so you can find it. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, find me everywhere on social media at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. 
As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. And before we go, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to leave us a positive rating and review. Subscribe to the channel. I put a brand new interviews every single Monday and a brand new takeaways episode every single Thursday like this, where I sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week as an audio exclusive. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please send it to just one friend. Be like, yo, I really like this podcast. I think you'd like it too. Check it out. That's it. But once again, guys, today's podcast is powered by TrueFam. Thank you once again for listening. We'll talk soon.